0: Alright, in the words of Harry Styles, welcome guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Hi guys, welcome back to Crash of the Times. I was supposed to say that. Sorry. Um, I'm Haley. I'm Lauren. And Lauren's going to be telling us about the life and mysterious death of Marsha P.
1: Johnson and the murder of Sakya Gunn. As you may have, like, guessed, I I don't know, a lot of people know the... Like the name Marsha P. Johnson, and also by what Haley's saying from the words of Harry Styles, today is gonna be a, an episode for Pride Month. It's, if you didn't know, June is Pride Month, and I'll talk a little bit about like why that might be. But um, today I'm gonna be telling you about, we're gonna start off with Marsha P. Johnson, and then I'm gonna be telling you about the tragic murder of Sakia Gunn and both stories are about violence for LGBTQ people but in particular black LGBTQ women and girls. So Marsha P. Johnson was born August 24th 1945 and was assigned male at birth. She was a transgender woman who was a LGBTQ activist. So Marsha would like like this is her new name, and Marsha would say that the P initial in her name stood for "Pay It No Mind." Which Love that is what she would say to people that asked about her gender. Pay it and, no mind. That's a vibe. Yeah. So girl I mean, is a vibe. I mean, I'm gonna be using like the she/her pronouns because that's what like everyone um, referred, referred to her, her as. as, yeah, and that's what she referred to herself as. But um, most people just like. I don't know considered her gender non-conforming
0: yeah like so,
1: non-binary yeah um before transitioning johnson came out um as gay um as a child and would wear dresses at as young as five years old but their community was very unaccepting and would often bully um her so and and plus like her family was super unaccepting as well and her mother alberta said that being homosexual was like being lower than a dog <gasps> that's so sad um yeah it's really sad but also <laughs> her mom said something funny and she was like she told Marsha that she should find a billionaire boyfriend to take care of her and i was like Okay, that's, like, what I want, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's a vibe. She's like, if you're gonna find someone, find a billionaire boyfriend. <laughs> um, so, she needed to get out. She was um, in New, New Jersey, and that's, she needed to get out, so she decided to move to New York, specifically Greenwich Village, and she moved with only a bag of clothes and $15 to her name. I don't know how people do that. It's literally terrifying. I know. Like, never worry about not having enough money because That's she moved, was. That's literally terrifying. I mean, she experienced lots of, like, homelessness and she had to do some things that I would not be willing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. But, good for her. So, she was... She was very poor and because of that, she... Like, she needed like she worked as a sex worker which was just about the only thing that was like available available to her as a transgender woman because that was like breaking all the laws. Yeah. And um a lot of people considered her like the most marginalized type of person. Like yeah. she's part of like the LGBTQ community. She is a woman. And she's black. And she's poor. Yes. And she's a sex worker. Yes. That's like all the... So, anything that you could hate on someone for, like, she's, like, it's so sad. That is so sad. So, um, Marsha was a drag queen and would perform with a group called the hot peaches i'm obsessed with that yeah i've always wanted
0: to go like see drag queen it just reminds me of Dumplin'. i love Dumplin' like with all the dolly parton drugs yeah things. and that makes me think of um have you seen the second miss congeniality yes uh, there's like a whole part where like i love singing and so i feel like drag queens are always like lip singing and stuff and i i totally vibe with that have you ever seen rupaul's drag race
1: um, not, like, I haven't really watched the show, but I've watched, like, little bits.
0: Oh, Away. That show is literally amazing, so I think you should watch it. Okay. We like those, like, shows, so Yeah, we should, we should definitely watch it. I'm
1: sorry. So, um, in 1969, um, an infamous event, or, like, several events occurred, and those are the Stonewall Riots, or the Stonewall Uprising, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit Just to get some background, because Marsha P. Johnson was, like, a major contributing person to those um, riots. So, um... Can I just say, I always thought the Stonewall
0: stuff, and if I I ever heard that, i just assumed that it was in, like, England? Yeah. Stonewall... Is there a Stonewall in England? I have no idea. I don't know. It just sounds like it would be. Yeah. Oh my god, I literally, like... And then when I kind of found out more stuff about it, I still thought it was in England, because... Like, is there Stonewall? Then I'm like, got Stonewall Jackson in my head. And I'm like, like, isn't he like a a Civil War person? I have no idea. This
1: is like so interesting. Like, I had known a little bit about like Stonewall and stuff, but I did not know to the extent that I was looking at. So, it's um, way back in the 1960s, um, there was this place called Stonewall um, in... um, Greenwich Village, and it was owned by Genevieve's. I don't know. Genevieve's. You're right, Genevieve's. Okay, so... The Genevieve Crime Family. Yeah, so Stonewall was owned by the Genevieve's Crime Family, and they controlled most of the gay bars in Greenwich Village. Really? Yeah. It's really interesting. So, this bar was known as a bottle bar, which meant that um, everyone was supposed to bring their own alcohol. Which, which means B-I-O-B. that they don't need a liquor license oh that's super interesting yeah so they were trying to do stuff like under the table and because like i don't know they're doing some sketch stuff i mean they're crying yeah Oh,
0: you can, can i just tell you something interesting yeah. um so i probably am um going to do an episode about harvey milk but harvey milk one time Um, he wanted, like, gay people to be able to drive, like, alcohol trucks. Like, you know, because there's, like, trucks that carry, like, alcohol. Yeah. And, um, like, places wouldn't hire them. And so, and it's, like, companies like Coors and, like, all those places. And so they... I think this was... I wasn't... Because he's, like, from New York, so I can't remember if this is, like, when he was living in New York or when he's living, like, in San Francisco. I can't remember that part. But he like told everyone to stop buying beer like all like the whole entire gay community stopped buying beer and it like took off people were not buying beer and so then they started hiring like gay people
1: to drive and that's that was- so funny and- well so this crime family they're doing everything super shady they were paying off the police so they wouldn't like look into anything yeah that they were doing And because of this, they were able to cut costs, and they, like, didn't have running water. They didn't have, um, a fire exit. They, um, like, everything was just really gross. They didn't really wash anything. Like, in this, like, bar? Yes. It was just, like... That is nasty. It was just not taken care of properly because they didn't care. But it's, it's, like, hard because this was, um, like this gay bar was like the only one out of like all the da- like they had several yeah. gay bars and this was like the only one that allowed dancing so obviously if you want to go like, yeah you want to go dancing even though it's nasty i um, feel like all bars are kind of nasty <laughs> so but another terrible thing is that they would um blackmail the wealthy patrons <gasps> just to keep their sexuality a secret That's literally terrible. I know. That's evil. But because, like, of all this stuff, it was, like, really cheap, so it didn't have, like, the best reputation, and mostly, like, homeless or very poor LGBTQ, like, youth and adults would go, and they were often, like, panhandling just to, like, get in. Yeah. You know? So, June 28th, 1969, it was crazy. Um... Police raids were like often, but they usually were like they would tip off the bars. Yeah. And and like, you know, it's a it's a crime family. They're gonna pay. I'm like, oh thanks. Thanks for tipping us off. We're gonna give yeah. you some money. And um so then like all the like the patrons could leave, they can hide anything that was illegal, all this stuff. So on this morning it's like four AM and the police did not let them know that they're going to go raid this place. Police came in and they started roughing people up and arrested like 13 people and some employees included. And they suspected some of breaking law. And the law was this appropriate clothing statute. So that meant that um, the female officers would take like cross-dressing people Mm -hmm. or people that they thought were cross-dressing into the bathroom and check their gender. Isn't that absolutely disgusting? Yes. Ew. So while all this is happening, people are like, like they get pulled out, like they're hanging out outside, not hanging out, but they're sort of just watching everything unfold, but they're staying around the scene. And progressively, like, things get worse. and escalates. Yeah. And then, like, they're starting to manhandle people. And eventually, they, when, like, a cop hits this, like, lesbian over the head. Um, I mean, not, I don't know. He, he hits her on the head. And then, well, as she's trying to be put in a cop car, I think, like, s- probably smacked her head on the, uh-huh. on the door. And, um, and then she yelled at, like, the crowd around her. Um, and that was, like, the beginning of everything. Yeah, it was the... And the crowd started, like, throwing it was the things. It the mash that lit the, yes. the fire. Um, they started, like, throwing things at the police, like, anything they had, like, water bottles or coins or whatever, like, just chucking things at them. Throwing and them buttons in their pockets. Yeah. And then the police inside, like, they, like, in, back inside the bar, like, barricaded themselves in. And then the crowd tried to burn the building. <gasps> yeah. That's insane. And um, they were able to, like, put the fire out. No one died. No one really got, like, severely injured. Some people said, like, some cops were like, I got hurt, but it's not, like, no one died. Yeah. Um, and the building didn't burn out, burn down or anything. Um. So this, like, ensued many riots and protests, and it started, like, a movement of activism for gay rights. And since this happened um June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty nine. The next year on the anniversary, people gathered by Stonewall in Greenwich Village and had the very first Pride Parade.
0: What?
1: Yeah. And so that's like June. So June is Pride Month. Love that. Um and they marched from Stonewall to Central Park and at that point it was called Christopher Street Liberation Day. Cause that was like one of the streets. Uh-huh. Um, and at that, um, like parade, their chant was, um, say it loud, gay is proud.
0: I love that.
1: So, and then in 2016, President Barack Obama dedicated Stonewall in Christopher, in Christopher Park and the streets and sidewalks around the area as a national monument because of like the area's contribution to gay rights. So, um, now, like, you have some history, some background. It's kind of funny, because you usually do all the history, but... I know. This is a little bit historic. Um, so you have some background about Stonewall. Um, now we're gonna go back to, like, Marsha P. Johnson, her life. Um, not a lot of people were named as being, like, contributors to Stonewall, but she was. Um, she definitely wasn't, like like one of the first uh people to like start banging I don't know like throwing things whatever but she was definitely she was part of all of that and um although she was like already advocating for herself and for others it was so more so much more prominent after this event and um for everyone like for everyone so Um, Johnson, along with her friend Sylvia Rivera, founded um, STAR, which stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. Um, I'll get into it, what that means in a second, but it's also known as Star House, and this was a way for Marsha and Sylvia to help house homeless transgender and gay youth and because they were homeless a lot of themselves, they would rent hotel rooms or apartments and sneak their friends in. So it'd be like 50 people in their hotel room. But I want to talk about the word transvestite because it's not... It's considered more offensive now, um, but it's... You're like... I feel like
0: you're scared.
1: I'm not scared. Okay. I was
0: just thinking about... Um song Sweet Transvestite. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I remember looking it up and isn't it like transvestite, transvestite, someone who likes to dress up in women's clothing and then someone who like being trans is completely different.
1: Yeah. So like transvestite is what Marsha P. Johnson actually like identified as, Mm -hmm. but um, it was, that was a super popular term back then and transgender was not used like at all. And um, this, like this word, like Haley says, it means someone, usually a man, is wearing women's clothing, and or or wearing like the opposite gender, gender clothing,
0: whatever people associate yeah. gender to clothing. Yeah. So. Um.
1: More. More. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's now like this is now considered an offensive term but I wanted to use it because it is, like, the word that's used in, like, star house, like, or in star. Yeah. That's the T in it. But it's just to help transgender youth. Um, so now it's a much more, like, accepted term just to use cross-dressing, so that's what... So a little education for you guys. Use that. Um... Marsha P. Johnson also helped found the Gay Liberation Front, which was started right after the Stonewall Riots in 1969, and different activists would focus on, like, different things that they, like, were important to them, and they would all come together and protect and advocate for LGBTQ people. And at one point, they protested the American Psychiatrist Association because they classified homosexuality as a mental illness.
0: I don't think that got changed for a long time, like, like I don't. I really think it like didn't get changed for a long time. Yeah, I doubt it. It was in um, 1987 that it that's was dropped. Still quite a while from the DSM three. Um,
1: they were protesting this back in 1970. So that's a whole 17 years later. Yeah. Um, but hey, way to go, guys! But, protesting it did something. Woo! But and in 1973, um, both Marsha and Sylvia, which Sylvia is um, also transgender, okay. um, Sylvia Rivera, who is like, Marsha's like really good friend. So both of them, they founded like a bunch of different stuff. They're always helping people, they're great activists. Um, they were banned from participating in gay pride parades. From other. Yeah, like other people in the, the community. community? And it was because they believed that they're, like, these drag queens were giving them a bad name. And they were like, we don't want to let you drag queens in to our parade. A bad name of what? Like, what do they do to give them a bad name? I don't know. I think, you know, it's, yeah, I guess they, like, there's still, like, this internalized homophobia even within yeah. their own community. Well, I
0: feel like there still is sometimes, yeah. too.
1: sad. It is sad. But um, they responded by being defiant and marching in the very front with everyone else. That's literally, that's vibe. Yes, I love that. (laughs) So a reporter asked um, Marsha Johnson what the purpose was and why they were demonstrating. And she replied, darling, I want my gay rights now. Yes. (laughs) Um, She also did a little bit of hustling, which, you know, God respect the hustle, but it was illegal, so the police <laughs> caught her on one time, and Weird. they tried to arrest her, and while they're trying to arrest her, she proceeded to hit them with her purse, wait, wait for it, which, guess what was in it? I don't know, rocks? Two bricks. Two bricks? <laughs> she, like, whacked these police officers with her, pur- her-, her purse, and,
0: um... Did, do you think she just had the bricks in there, like, as, like, a weapon for oh, against totally. anyone? Because I'm sure as, like, a transgendered woman, back in the day, like, people probably attacked, tried to attack her all the time. Yeah.
1: Well, so, she was arrested and taken in, and when asked by the judge, like, why she was hustling, she said she was trying to secure some money for her husband's tombstone, and the judge was like, um... Well, what happened to your illustrious husband? And she said, pig shot him. Uh, wait, does she have a husband? No. <laughs> and so she was sentenced in 90 days because of the assault, but her lawyer was able to change the judge's mind and Johnson was sent to Bellevue Hospital instead, which is way better because... Yeah, you it, don't want to be... You, you don't want to be in prison, prison. No. if you're a transgender. No. Um, well, so she went to the hospital instead, got out, it was just a a little small, um, part of her life, but, um, Marsha then became, like, an AIDS activist after her friend Randy's lover became terminally ill with AIDS, and she actually lived with her friend Randy from 1980 until her death in 1992, so, um... It was, like, important to her, and she, she was HIV positive and would, like, made it a mission for her to, like, sit with people with, like, that were, like, dying of AIDS. And Who she was, was positive? Marsha. Marsha was? Mm-hmm. Sad. Um, but she was very religious later in life, and she went to, like, a lot of different churches. She was just, like, uh... I don't know she was just exploring what religion meant to her yeah and or spirituality and her her friend said that she would find her in the strangest churches and she'd be wearing velvet and throwing glitter that's I love that so much (laughs) it's um I have to say just like glitter I love glitter but she was like known for like her flower crowns. I think there's like an iconic photo. I'll I post, think so. I'll post some photos of her. Um, but there's a, an iconic photo with like a flower crown. And yeah.
0: Okay. You just made me think of
1: an iconic
0: ally to this community. Princess Di. Because oh, yeah. she was like. The, I, she's like. She changed the way. Like in the 90s. I don't know. Because she was so influential. Hey guys. It's It's Haley. Um, I'm just, I accidentally deleted part of this, just this part where we're talking about Princess Di. And I want to include it, um, because I accidentally deleted it, I want to include it. So I'm just re recording it. Um, but Princess Di, she, because she was so influential, people really looked up to her. And she was like always like the people's princess. And so she would fight for people. And so she went to, um different like AIDS uh, clinics and stuff and she would sit with people and shake their hands back in a time when people thought that you could catch AIDS from just touching someone with it and she just wanted to prove that that's totally incorrect and help dispel the stigma around that and she like wanted these people to get the help that they needed and she wanted people to know like how important it is to love the all the members of the of all communities and she's just awesome and then her sons like helped follow in like her footsteps especially prince harry and yeah
1: this was during the um the is it it's an epidemic right yeah it wasn't a pandemic. No, it's, it's... We're living in a pandemic. It's an epidemic. Okay, yeah. Epidemic. Because... What's the difference? I forget.
0: So, epidemic is a disease that affects a large number of people within a community, population, or region. A pandemic is an epidemic that is spread over multiple countries and continents. Oh, okay.
1: So, it's just bigger. So yes. So, right now, we're living in a pandemic. Epidemic is like... It was just a U.S. Like well,
0: oh, actually, no. no, it's I it's like it's it's, it's more community. I feel like it's more
1: community okay. based, yeah, and like population. Was, if you're talking about Princess Di, it was in the UK. So back to like the religion. She was getting like toward the end of her life. She was getting like very into, and mind you, she's not old. I'll get to how she. She died. didn't know she was going towards yeah. the end of her no, life. It was just like it happened to be the end of her life. Yeah, um, she was very into like spirituality and also like there's a lot of things that I'm not gonna talk about but she like she suffered a lot from like um different like she just had a rough life like different mental illness she had like like, depression and stuff from childhood yeah and like I don't know different things happened to her when she was a kid and I guess like just overall it's it was a rough life yeah fight for just being you Um, but she was quoted in saying in her very last interview in 1992, I got the Lord on my side and I took him to my heart with me and I came to the city for better or worse. And he said, you know, you might wind up with nothing because, you know, me and Jesus is always talking. And I said, honey, I don't care if I never have nothing ever till the day I die. All I want is my freedom. I believe Jesus is the only man I can truly trust. He is, like, the spirit that follows me around, you know, and helps me out in my hour of need.
0: I love that so much. <laughs> we do that all the time. <laughs> I know. Jesus is the only
1: J-name we <laughs> The only J-name we trust. Yeah. Uh, love.
0: There's more J-names that we trust, don't worry. Um, but, yeah, she just wants her freedom. Oh, well, that's so
1: sweet that she said that. Um, So that was sort of, like... Her life, she, like, lived, like, even though her life was cut short, she lived, like, a very influential, yes. like, amazing life. Yes. Um, so, right after the gay parade, um, or gay pride parade in 1992, um, Marsha's body was found floating in the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. And police ruled it a suicide. Yes. Um, but her friends were like, no way. She was not, like, mm, no, no way. Which, she did have, like, some history of, like, there were, there were some, like, instances where yes. she had have, like, mental illness or mental, like, breakdowns yeah. or things like that, but. She wasn't. No, she was not suicidal at this time. Um, or as her friends knew, like, ever, she was yeah. never suicidal. Was like, she just struggled, but. Yeah. She didn't want to die. But in 1992, Johnson was, like, in a fragile state of mind, but um, none of her friends were like, that it could have never happened. And there was also this unexplained wound on the back of her head, and they believed that that was a result of foul play. Like, her friends were like, how do you not see this? Come on, guys. Didn't they, like, rule it?
0: Like, it was ruled a suicide, then that that is then it ruled undetermined. Yeah. So...
1: Anti-LGBTQ violence was very prevalent at the time, as well as, like, police bias. Yeah. So, Johnson was stirring things up before she died. She was, she was like, I don't she, I mean, she always was stirring stuff up, because she wanted her freedom, and yeah. people didn't like that. And they, and then she started the it's out. It's,
0: people, the people in power don't like the feeling of being... They don't like the teeny smidgen... They don't like the underdogs. They don't like the teeny smidgen of them feeling like they're... 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 People are trying to oppress them. And so, they go crazy. And then the people who are actually, like, oppressed, they're like, we're just trying to get, like, a smidgen of
1: what you have. Yeah. So, um... She started calling people out, including, like, dirty cops. (laughs) So, that... You bad. Yeah. You bad. Which could have contributed to her death. Her friend, Randy, that she was living with, he was like, um, that is gonna get you murdered. Like,
0: come on, like, Randy's like, no, no. No, no. Don't do this. Don't do this, girl.
1: No. Like, come on. I I support you, but like... (laughs) No. Don't do this. Don't fight them too much. So... Marsha was cremated, which, it's so hard, because every time there's, like, a true crime story that's, like, unsolved, and they're cremated, I'm like, I guess that was their wishes, but, like... Oh, I know, I want to be on. cremated. Just because if it's undetermined, now you can't look back at the body and see if there's any other wounds or anything like that. That's true. So, um, Marsha was cremated, and her friends, um, spread her ashes in in the Hudson River, after her funeral and the police actually like allowed the street to be closed as her friends carried her ashes over um and they were like she was able to like participate in one last march down 7th avenue and her friends like have different theories about her death her friend bob kohler did believe that because of her mental state she did die by suicide Mm -hmm. like he's like i think that's possible And then her friend Randy, that she was living with, thought that it was possible that she was, like, hallucinating and, like, walked into the river. Yeah. And then, and then he was also, like, or she could have jumped into the river to escape, like, people harassing her. And then, um, her good friend Sylvia Rivera, who, um, I'm reminding you, she, like... They started Star, right? They started Star, they started, um... I don't know, they they were like besties. They did a lot of things together.
0: They're in front of the Pride Parade yeah. together. they're like
1: <laughs> Pay no mind. Um, so Sylvia said that she and Marcia had a pact to cross the River Jordan, which was the Hudson River to them, um, together. So this like just seemed very out of character. She was like, No, we this had something going. Together. Yeah. And several people actually, like, came forward saying that they saw thugs harassing Johnson. Yeah. And one person in particular saw and heard a fight between a man and Johnson. And the man had used, like, this homophobic slur and later, like, at a bar bragged about killing a drag queen named Marcia. So, come on. Arrest him. Talk to him. Interview him. But they didn't. This witness told the police, but they were ignored. And the police just, like, didn't really care in general. And they said, like, when talking about this case, they were just like, oh, it's just a case about a gay black man. Which just showed that they did not care. Their their lack of interest. Um, So that was way back in 1992. And in 2002, her cause of death was changed Changed from suicide to undetermined, and although people fought to get Marsha P. Johnson's case reopened, it hasn't been, which is like terribly sad. Um, because they're never gonna get answers, I know. But do they have
0: enough evidence to like nowadays because it's so long ago? Oh, probably not, like, and like she was
1: cremated, yeah. Um, if if some if they were able to find the person that this witness was talking about and then like interview them but like at the same time i don't know how old this person was they could they could be dead now yeah because that was a while ago and yeah it's just really sad it is really sad um so that was like the story of marsh b johnson but she's amazing yeah totally love her and my next story is about the murder of sakia gunn and sakia um it's actually funny this story, I mean not the murder. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, sorry, it's fine. this was taking taking place at the same place, so Greenwich Village, okay um Sakia was only fifteen years old when she was murdered, and in like an article that I was reading by Darnell L. Moore, I found like the best quote and I it just like was really profound to me and I was like, wow. And it said, "Gun's death is a paradox. She was killed at an intersection for standing proudly within her intersectionality. And I was like, oh my goodness. I she was this.
0: killed at an intersection for standing proudly within her intersectionality. Because she's part of many different...
1: Yeah. she. So she was um, a... I'll get into this. But she was um, black. A 15-year-old girl and she was lesbian okay yeah so she's in those like she's in different communities so that's like
0: intersectionality
1: yeah so sakia had spent um saturday night with her friends in greenwich village um which just like the whole marsha p johnson like they we spent a lot of time there um and so it's really well known for its like lgbtq community and so, her and her friends were openly lesbian and felt like it was the perfect place for them to, like, be themselves. Yeah, they felt safe there. Yeah. And so, at about 3.30 a.m. on Sunday, May 11th, 2003, Sakia and her friends waited. They're 15? I guess. And they're out at 3 a.m.? I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like... No. Oh. Uh, no. So... Um, her and her friends waited for the New Jersey Transit at a bus stop ready to go home to Newark after a long night. Um, and they, they're, like, sitting at this bus stop waiting. It's, like, I mean, it's the middle of the night. I'd be terrified, like, they're three brave. Are, like, the monsters are coming out at 3 a.m. Yeah, that's I when know. the demons come out. So, twenty Twenty eight. Actually, I saw one article said 28, one said 29, so I don't know how old this guy was. 28, 29. Something around there. Um, Richard, okay, how do you say this, actually?
0: McCoggle? McCoggle? I don't know, Some like Scottish or Irish name. Now I'm going to search it. Hold on. I love how it McCoggle? I... McCoggle? Cannot... Is it Kugel? It might be Cougle.
1: Okay. Richard McCullough. So, this 28, 29-year-old Richard McCullough drove up with his male friend and both men propositioned the girls. Nasty. He, yeah, they're, they're like They're literally hey, babies.
0: Go away. I know.
1: Boo! And they look young. Like if yes. you look at their picture, like if you look at Sakia You shouldn't proposition anyone at 3am. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Nasty. Um So Sakia, so confident, brave. I mean she's out at 3.30. Like she's brave. Um she knew what she wanted and she did not want this. So she told them no, and then she told them that they were gay. She said they were they were gay? Yeah. And so this comment No, no, that like they themselves, like, Oh. not the guys. They okay. were saying, like, like what? we are gay. We don't want Yeah, we you. we're not interested. am not no. interested in you. Yeah. Like you have a lady friend? I'm just kidding. Bye-bye. Um, so this comment caused Richard to flip out and he started to attack her but she was like fighting back they got in this um tussle they got in this fight and Richard pulled out a knife and stabbed Sakia close to her heart oh my gosh wait when did this happen this happened in 2003 2003 so this is only a year after um Marsha P. Johnson's like Case was did, like changed from suicide to undetermined, so like it's close. I mean, it's like a continual, I don't know. But ri- so she was stabbed, Richard um, and his friend fled the scene, and then Saki is like bleeding out on in her, literally her friend's so arms. So sad, and this passerby, um, like sees all this, and he actually, I don't know if it's he. They usher them into their car and are driving the girls to the hospital, but sadly she died in her friend's arms in that oh, very car. Oh my gosh. So Richard McCullough is that what you say it? McCullough? Something like that. McCullough? It. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Twenty nine. Right.
0: <laughs> um He's a murderer, bye bye.
1: Yeah, so he um, turned himself into Newark police and the following day an estimated 2,500 people attended um, Sakia Gunn's funeral and um, Richard was charged with murder um, with the purpose to intimidate an individual or group because of sexual orientation which carried enhanced sentencing options yeah. under hate crime laws yeah. hate and crime. Um, in a plea deal McCullough pled guilty to a lesser charge I literally forget how I say it the first time so it's whatever fine. um so many people from like Sakia's Newark community felt like really angry and hurt not only about the horrific event but also about the way it was being handled in schools. So, um, Westside High School and the Newark Public Schools which refused to allow student they like they refused to allow students to hold a moment of silence or to wear rainbow colors in her honor. To combat invisibility. Where is this in New York? It's so this is Newark, but it's, it's like near Greenwich Village, I yeah. guess. So I guess it's it's either New I'm New York this or sounds New more New like a
0: Texas, kind of.
1: while But it was two thousand three, so it was quite a while ago. That's true. Um, and then but then on the one year anniversary of her murder the school officials did allow a moment of silence and sponsored what they call a no-name-calling day, which sounds really weird to me. I mean, yeah, don't name-call, but I'm like, what? I know. Whatever. They're trying, I guess. Yeah,
0: they they tried.
1: <laughs> they tried. Um, Barely. So many members of the community helped found Newark's Pride Alliance, right after she died, like, in the months following, um, to raise awareness of policies that needed to be changed, concerns that they had, and to help prevent violence against LGBTQ plus teens. And, like, it- her murder sparked, like, something. So, both Marsha and Saki's stories are, like, inspirations to people and have sparked movements and- um, they, I mean, just Marsha P. Johnson's life, like, she was, like, an advocate, and even though Sakia, like, she was an advocate for herself, and she was like, um, no, I don't want you, and, um, so I hope, like, as you guys listened, it sparked something in you. Yeah, but it's, like, it's sad to see, as a true crime listener, the bias and, like, internalized homophobia that, and racism and racism within the media. And like yeah. both these stories are like they're black. Well, and they're, I mean
0: I didn't know about Marsha P. Johnson until honestly, like a couple years ago.
1: I know, me either. Like never, never I'd heard about Stonewall before, but I just, but I, I barely Like knew. I said, I
0: thought it was some place in England. I was
1: like, I was like, oh, yeah, like it has something to do with this. I have no idea. And then I'm reading about it when I'm researching this case. I'm like, whoa, this is actually crazy. So I hope you guys learned something just like we did. Now we need to educate ourselves. Um But, yeah, so happy Pride, my friends.
0: Thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Crimes Through the Times. And look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts.